Welcome back to another special Ask the Expert episode of Mother Tongues, where we let kids ask all the questions they have about language, because so much of it feels like a mystery. Like, how come all languages don't work in the same way? You deserve answers, so let's go. Hi, I'm Adira, and I speak Tamil and Saurashtra, and my question is, who, like, made the language and the words, and then, like, translated them to English? It's a really good question. I don't really know that one. Um, it's possible nobody knows. Uh, but some very early words tend to be words for geographical features like mountains and rivers because they existed all the way back in the past and they still exist today and they haven't really changed. So some of the earliest words in English are the names for some of the rivers in England uh, and that's probably because they were important landmarks because that's uh, you know maybe a good place to live or to get food and so on. Hi, I'm Annie and I speak Kongal. Which is more important, nouns or verbs? I mean, I study verbs, so if you were asking me informally, I might say verbs. But I think really you could argue for either one to be more important. But kind of at the end of the day, you can't really have one without the other. So if we only had verbs, uh, talking would be like trying to tell a story, but without any characters. And if we only had nouns, we might know who all the characters were, but nothing would ever happen. So we kind of need them both. What is Creole and how is it made? A lot of it came about from things like colonisation and the slave trade. So when sort of Europeans went over to West Africa and started moving people around, these people, they'd come from lots of different areas and spoke lots of different languages. Uh, so they couldn't communicate with each other. And then that's how their languages began to mix and they took some words of English as well. And so that's why, for example, in sort of Jamaica, the Caribbean and some parts of uh, Southern America, you find like Creole languages. Uh, but there's also lots spoken in West Africa and the most widely spoken Creole language is Nigerian. It's called Nigerian Pidgin English. And it's got... I think around 70 million speakers, which so is actually one of the most widely spoken languages in Africa, which I think is really cool. What's the best way to communicate with someone that doesn't speak the same language as you? So usually by using your body, so like using your hands and your face. So there are some things like pointing or smiling, which can be understand, uh, understood by almost everyone. Um, also maybe things like drawing pictures as well. Um, but perhaps if you have to communicate with this person a lot, uh, you can both teach each other some words in your own language. What is the point of knowing a lot of languages when you only travel to one country? There are actually quite a few reasons to learn a language, even though you're not going to travel to another country. But you might travel to another country in the future, you never know. But, I mean, if you think about Ireland... There's, I think, over 70 different languages that are spoken in Ireland today from people who have maybe come here from other countries. So that's things like Polish and French, Arabic, Yoruba, like all, all sorts of languages. And if you've got a friend who speaks one of these languages, it would probably make them really happy to speak it with you. There are also lots of jobs that need people who can speak more than one language. For example, jobs in tourism, international businesses, and also things like translators for international films and books and so on. 
What does the future of language look like? I think English will change a lot in the future because so many people speak it and so many people speak it as a second language. So you see in countries which have English alongside other official languages, those types of English change. It's what we call kind of global English. And I'm not sure, but if it's not the case now, certainly in the future, there will be more speakers of English as a second language than speakers of English as a first language. So there's going to be maybe sort of lots of mixing, lots of um, adopting new words and so on. Why should we keep languages alive? Every language is kind of its own system of knowledge or its own way of understanding the world. And it would be a shame to lose these different understandings of the world. And yeah, the most important thing is to have people speaking the languages and children are really, really important for keeping languages alive. Learning your parents' languages or your grandparents' languages is really important for keeping languages alive. Mother Tongues is produced by families and teachers alongside the Orti Junior Radio Team. If you'd like to share your story with us, email junior at orti.ai. To find out more about discussing languages and culture at home or in the classroom, simply visit mothertongues.ie.